Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another podcast. This is Matt Halloran. Today, we have somebody who represents a product that I have known about for a millennia in financial services, but it hasn't actually been around that long. But it is a game-changing, life-changing thing that my old boss, Ron Carson, advocated for every single solitary time. He was on the stage at our Big Peak conferences because it was such a game-changer for him and his practice. We're talking about Copy Talk, and we're talking with Marie Muscati, who is the CEO of Copy Talk. So, Marie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. Like I said, I, I remember... In fact, we used uh, Copy Talk every single solitary day after every coaching call to make sure that we were summarizing everything that we needed to do in our contact management system. And we're going to dive in a little bit more deeply about how utilizing a, a dictation service, which you're you're even bigger than that now, which I want to talk a little bit about that too. The other piece is how can that help financial services professionals and business owners market more effectively because there's a lot of reasons why using a service like yours can really help people stay on track but before that marie tell me a little bit about how you became the ceo of copy talk uh, you i mean you have all sorts of licenses including the 24 30 years in financial services but let's talk about why and how you ended up in, at the helm of this large company well, Matt, I'm really not sure, to be quite frank with your, your audience. Coming from the financial services industry for a lot of years, it's an industry that I absolutely have the utmost respect for. I grew up in the industry, pretty much, from an advisor to a supervisor to a manager to a CEO of a broker-dealer and, and trust division. I've paid my dues. I've scraped my knees and my elbows and then one day I got a call from a venture capital company and said that they had a firm that was looking for somebody with my kind of background to sit at the helm of the company. And my response was, I'm not interested. <laughs> but to make a long story short, I wound up accepting the first round of calls. I was going through a FINRA audit at the time. So they wanted to have a 45 minute call and I'm like, I have no time to do this now. So they cut it back to a 15 minute call. I wound up taking it and made it through the next round, which would be coming over to the Sarasota market to meet with, it's a privately held company to meet with the owners of the firm or to have lunch with them, which I did. And we just hit it off splendidly. I was not interested in running a technology company. I had no interest in not being involved in the world of wealth management and finances. When they offered me the position, I turned it down. And I just said, it's not something that I'm interested in. Well, they came back and they said, but we want you. So to make a long story short, I thought about it and being a baby boomer, Matt, I, I was not fond of technology. It scared the bejeebies out of me, if you will. It's I didn't grow up with technology. Like I said, I'm a baby boomer. It was not my thing. I was more fearful of it than anything else. 
But I said, well, let me let me think about it a little bit more. And then when I thought that I can now help, one of my passions was realizing when I went into management was I really had an uncanny knack of seeing the qualities and the skill sets that people possess. And I I was able to bring out the best in them. I decided that I can now do this nationally, even a little bit outside of the country as well, for areas that we do serve. And I said, well, let me investigate it a little bit more. So I did, and it was quite intriguing. And here I sit almost nine years later. In in those nine years, you guys have continued to grow pretty exponentially. But let, let's talk about the foundation of, of Copy Talk and why really your background in financial services is so important because you have, I'm assuming, a pretty substantial amount of financial services clients. Yes. Even though I did a little while as a compliance director for a small firm that I was involved with, most of my career was really serving the public. And not only serving the public, but but serving advisors. In one of my firms, I had 174 advisors over on two coasts. I, I handled the state of Florida and all of Northern California. Uh, so that was quite interesting. What we do here is the fact that we make or help people become more efficient in their processes as it relates to documenting their client meetings or memorializing conversations, if you will. But with that goes a little bit deeper. And because of my background and because of my licenses and the mere fact when I speak to audiences or for firms, they feel a connection because I've lived through their pain. I know what regulators are looking for. I know what your managers want. I know what your compliance people are looking for you to do. And it's really not complex. I look at it through a very clear lens, Matt, that just says, if you document, you will be fine. But you have to document. And when I say you're fine, I don't mean I don't only mean for your internal ethical and moral responsibilities for whatever licenses you hold, but it's also a service to your clients. Because mm -hmm. just imagine meeting with your clients and taking good copious notes where you can then pick up exactly where you left off from a client meeting, from the previous meeting or the previous call. So that tells your clients or prospect that you're really listening to them, that you're paying attention to them. So I look at it from, from a lot of different angles, not a single view, if you will. And, and that's what I'm very proud, proud of, of for sitting at the helm of copy talk. Yeah. I can't tell uh, our audience how helpful it was for me as a coach and a client, or coach and a consultant, to be able to do exactly that. I, I'd get off the phone with a client. I literally had the number memorized. It was actually in speed dial. That's how long ago it was on my desk phone, right? <laughs> and, and I would just, I would copy talk it and then and now this was like 10, 15 years ago, and, and your tech was really good then. Let's talk about some of the tech now. How have you guys improved the service? Because I remember there was one word that used to drive us crazy. Do you remember what that word was? No, I'm not sure. Could be any. Garbled. So, uh, so it we don't would come use garbled anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of those things where, and you know what? Here's the deal, Marie. 
most of the words were really weird words that, you know, most people wouldn't probably pick up on. But let's talk about the technology. I mean, are you, you guys using hardcore artificial intelligence? What, what is the tech behind Copy Talk that you're allowed to share with me? Our tech is is very, very interesting. And everything that we do here is in-house. So we have a development team, IT team, tech team that we really work collaboratively to bring the best of the best to the people that we serve. Basically, we're not AI. We do not use AI. We are not voice recognition. We take the human touch plus our world-class technology and bring, bring to the people we serve the best of the best. And what does that mean? So basically our transcriptionists, we have live transcriptionists. Yes, they're US-based and traditionally they are housed in our facilities. During this pandemic time, we do have a subset of people working remote. So our employees stay safe, of course. I think most people understand that. However, in regular times, in normal times, whatever normal may be post pandemic, our transcriptionists work in our facilities on our equipment, controlled and monitored. Very much for those in your audience that are FINRA licensed, very much similar to a FINRA, license, a FINRA testing sensor would be. We take outstanding precautions to ensure our, especially on the corporate levels, to ensure our security and privacy protocols. And coming from the financial services world, dealing with regulators and what they're looking for, having gone through both NASD, I'm really dating myself with NASD, mm-hmm. and SEC audits, and, and along with, you know, as, as a CEO of a broker-dealer, along with an arbitration, I've only had one in a 30-year career, but that one was too much. And we won the case, thank goodness. But, and a lot of the, the, the fact that we won the case is because we had great copious notes. Hmm. I think on, on our technology side, we're always improving. If I may, at a point in case, last year or the year before, we take the best AI technology that's offered to the world of financial services, and we got licensed to use their service, and we did testing on it. And through that testing, we found that less than 1% of our traditional personas could not do better than what we do. Holy Moses. I'm sorry? I said, holy Moses. Holy Moses is right. You know, we, we, as a firm, we elected to spend the capital expenditures to run these tests because at some point, we have to be better than that. And we need to know that we're better than that. And we are better than that. And we will continue to always strive to be better than machine dictation and transcription. So because the fact that we use live transcription, a lot of people forget that we do that. If you are, as you are dictating, if you say operator, the spelling of white is W-H-Y-T-E. When you use the term operator, you're telling our very trained, highly professional transcriptionists that they're getting a command. And you could say anything. You could say operator, delete that last sentence, or operator, next paragraph, or operator, indent and bold the next three items, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So that cues up our transcriptionists to not type because we are verbatim. And it's super, super cool. 
And even if you have to gain your thoughts, you can put our service on pause. And if there is something that an operator may not understand what you're saying, because sometimes people have a tendency to drive and dictate and the windows are down, Mm -hmm. or there's other people in the vehicle that may be talking and having a conversation that interferes with the audio. You can, you can, we, we don't use the word garbled anymore. I hated that word when I came on board. It will be what we consider bookmarked. So it'll be a question mark in brackets. And we have the autonomy to turn that on and off. I prefer with my advisor hat on, if there's something that a transcriptionist wasn't sure of, I want to call it to my attention because you do have 60 days of your audio. We do keep your audio of your dictation for 60 days. After that, we wipe it off our service for security processing. But that allows you to go or your assistant to go back into the account and kind of listen through what you were saying and recall if we didn't capture it correctly. We try to minimize that as best that I can, Mm -hmm. but those people that are in, you know, mountainous areas or in noisy, some people call from call centers, not so much in today's pandemic worlds, but prior. And there there is a process that we employ to be able to rate your transcriptions. Mm -hmm. And we take that very serious. It doesn't go into the proverbial black hole. If we have, we go five star to one star. If we have three star or less, to me, that's unacceptable. We have a process on those ratings that we have one of our operations supervisors go through and listen and provide training, either training for the particular transcriptionist that did that dictation Or sometimes it's on our client's end, which prompts our account execs to call their client and say, yeah, maybe we need to think about doing this so we can deliver a better transcription for you. Now, a long time ago, Marie, and I don't know if this is still the case, there were ways where you could talk to the operator and have the transcription sent to different places. Are you still able to do that? Yes, you don't you don't actually talk to our transcriptionists. However, when you make a dictation, it goes into into our queue. The our transcriptionists have no idea who you are. They have no idea what company you work for. Everything is coded by your account and they have no access to that information. Having said that, what happens is you have an option in our service. You can have all your dictations go up to five different people yeah. regularly. So if you work with an internal team mm-hmm. or have assistance or client service reps, or you're mentoring somebody, they can get copies of all your dictations. You also have an option, that's standard. You also have an option to have up to 20, 25 accounts that you can pick and choose who would particular dictation is going to go to. That's flexible recipients is what we call that. So yes, we still have that option, Matt. So so let's break this down from a marketing perspective. You're you're sitting down and you're talking to a client and you find out that Jane and John Smith uh, just recently had a grandchild. Could you imagine how awesome it would be to be able to basically hit a button on your phone and, and, and dictate and have that message go to your marketing department or your client services department and task people with different things, have a written 
version of that that comes in email form because you know you can be copied on all of this stuff but talk about efficiency and absolute security and marie that's one of the super cool things i love how you just teed that up right and there's your uh, there's your compliance hat on right that they don't know who you are right so you could be call, talking about jane smith and that jane smith could be the neighbor of the person who is doing the dictation and there's no way that they would know that that is true i think being in line with what compliance really is supposed to dictate which is the protection of our clients clients is that fair that's that's fair i think i think there the risk management side gets heavily involved in vetting us because we would be for any firm we would be a third party vendor risk firm a vendor for them and to take that even a step further, myself and some of our management team are also certified as third-party risk professionals, which we can explain a little bit more, but we, I take this very seriously. And it's one of the reasons why I opted in because their security and privacy protocols, wearing my regulator hat, my compliance hat, when they allowed me to see some of their protocols I was quite impressed by it. Hmm. And that's something that we we don't do once a year. We don't look at this annually. We continually monitor what we're doing on the security and um, privacy side because that's what our clients expect from us. You know, we deal with, you know, some of the top financial institutions in the country, in the UK and even Australia. They expect the best of us. And I'm always open auditors when they were doing insight audits, bring it on. Just bring it on. I want to know where our loopholes are. I want to know where we can tighten things up because you, you don't know what you don't know until you really look for it. And I, I'm, I'm very attuned to that. And I want to know, and most auditors that come in here will set up maybe three days to do an audit. And because I, I'm very proud of our team, all of our teams here, our copy talk family, that they're usually done in the day, in the day and a half. And they even compliment us on the way out. Not that we're perfect. I, I, we strive to be perfect, but I'm also realistic on it. If there's something that we can be doing better, then I want to know about it. And you could rest assured that when we get the audit results, that will already be fixed in the, in the process or attended to, whatever the issue may be. Financial services professionals in general, well, they, they talk for a living, right? And so this just seems to be the natural progression. And for those of you who have your own podcast or are interested in starting your own podcast, you know, she talked about uh, efficient documenting, making sure that you're documenting your thought leadership, is, which is what we try to do with you from a podcasting perspective. Copy Talk does from a client interaction perspective, task perspective, and really from a compliance perspective. I really, when, when I connected with Marie on, on LinkedIn, I was so excited because, you know, I, I think we're individual hands on the same advisor, right? Utilizing the skill set that financial advisors have for the gift of speech and that recollection and using their, their natural ability and affinity for speaking to do the documentation instead of handing somebody a yellow pad or honestly forgetting to type in the notes, which is what happens a lot, unfortunately, if you're not using a system like this. And then our system, by documenting your thought leadership in a way uh, that can get out to the world. So one is totally internal and one is entirely external. Now, Marie, when 
what else do you see people using your service for? So yes, it's good for client interaction or documentation of client meetings. Is there anything else that you've seen that uh, your clients have used CopyTalk for that may be a little out of the ordinary? Well, it's becoming less and less out of the ordinary with most teams working remotely. We're finding that advisors that work within teams are utilizing it to do follow-ups with their team, to capture task lists for what they need to do. This way it's documented. I know when I was on the road, I had seven states. I was on the road a lot. Uh, traveling. I was on airplanes and airports, although we're not doing much of that these days. But even though we're not so much together, it's basically the same factor. I would think about things when I was on the road. And if I couldn't reach my back office for whatever reason, they were on the phone or doing something, I would copy talk my notes to them and my thoughts to them. You need to do this. Just like you mentioned earlier on the marketing side, but even, even more interesting than that, which most people aren't aware of, we have a secondary service for it's Digiscribe. It's we call it Digi for short. And we now are doing a tremendous amount of work for closed captioning houses. We do podcasts, we do theater, uh, not theater movies. We do, series. We're even doing some NFL clips. It's very exciting for us. It's a different type of skill set for our transcriptionists, but we take, you know, some of our best of the best and we train them also to do this. We're doing a lot more podcast transcriptions. We're doing a lot more presentations, webinars, more than we've ever seen in, in the past. And we're about to explode the beginning of December, we formulated a partnership with a closed cap captioning house that we work with. How cool is this, Matt? We can now take with this partnership, they are going to be doing all the closed captioning. So you have one place to go to that can take your webinar, your presentation, your podcast, whatever it may be get a, trans, a full transcription on it because you know if you're doing it over a uh, like a Zoom or a go-to meeting, what's happening with those notes? We do the English transcription, they do the captioning, they can do rolling captioning, they can do real-time captioning. Hmm. So if I was doing a webinar and I had them do real-time captioning, a live webinar, they're actually captioning while I'm speaking with my thought leaders and our presentations, which is super cool. But even more interesting from that, we now through this partnership have a way to take your English transcription, your English presentation, podcast or webinar and transpose that into a hundred different, potentially a hundred different languages. Whoever is global out there or mm -hmm. They have, you know, we work with some entities that work, you know, in Hong Kong and in Spain or in Mexico. They do a presentation here in the States. We transpose that for them to English transcription. And then we pass it to our partner that can make it go into any one of 100 languages. It's super, super cool. That's that's unbelievable. And and I can't even imagine what that's going to do from from a growth perspective. All right. As we as we wrap up today's podcast, if uh, looking back on your overall life experience and, and where you are right now, 
If you could wave a magic wand from a marketing perspective, because I mean, you've helped grow copy talk exponentially, right? So what would what advice would you give other people in financial services about how they should market in today's world? Well, marketing in today's world is more important than ever. I think you have to utilize as much of the social media platform, build your relationships. Now's the time to do that, where people are expecting this to happen. I, I get bombarded on LinkedIn. I've always been bombarded on LinkedIn because I have the strong presence there from my financial services days. But I, I would encourage and inspire people to educate and to and to train. And if if an advisor works in a specific market, let's just say it's special needs or insurance is your thing, whatever it may be, it's focus in on that, zone in on that. Share case studies are critically important. Show people out there really what separates you from anybody else. And be, you know, be selfless in in, in that because I know hundreds of thousands of advisors that are phenomenal people and phenomenal advisors and respect what they do and whom they do it for on every single day. Yeah. You've got to you've got to have that passion in your belly, if you will, and believe in yourself and what you do. And you have to work with a partner because let's face it, marketing is not one and done. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. I mean, I work with a firm that helps me through it, but it has my touch on it. Because if it's not personal, then then I believe the perception isn't real out there. Mm. It's I work very, very closely with them. You need to block the time to do it because you need to have that reach. And you who you are and where your passion is must shine through. You are the product, you are the service when you're when you're out there selling yourself and no different whether you're an entity or you're an individual. It works the same way, in my opinion. And of course, in our opinion, the best way for you to do that is to, I don't know, utilize your voice, just like you're utilizing it with, with copy talk, but also utilizing it so that people can find out who you are, what you do, and what makes you unique and different from, from a podcasting perspective. Everything that you said there, Marie, is, is part of my sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, awesome. great. How are you going to get your personality out there? How are you going to rise above the noise? How are you going to get people to understand your expertise and, and, you, know, and you talk for a living? Marie, this was absolutely fantastic. Congratulations on all of your success. For those people who don't know uh, where they should go to find out and sign up for your service, what's the best way for them to find out? Well, they can certainly look at our website. It's copytalk, C-O-P-Y-T-A-L-K.com. Go take a look around. You can reach out to me personally. I'm on link LinkedIn and on Twitter. And it's Marie, M-A-R-E-E. -E. Last name is M-O-S-C-A-T-I. Feel free to call our office. Our phone numbers are 866-267-9825. If you go for option two, you will get one of our fantastic copy, uh, copy talk customer service team members. The amount of, of systematized efficiency, the amount of time-saving opportunity and the trust that is built into this program is something that I was very, very happy to be able to have Marie on to highlight this because Copy Talk not only changed how I was a coach and consultant, but 
changed the advisors that I would work with. They loved the idea of being able to get out of a meeting and download something right when it's fresh, right when it's appropriate. And just like Marie said, to document the things that you need to document to you know cover your keister, but even more importantly, make sure that you're servicing your clients as efficiently as you possibly can. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. If you have any podcast topics or ideas, all you have to do is email me, Matt, at topadvisorm.com. I'll be more than happy to give it a good consideration. And if you have two seconds, give us a quick rating or review on iTunes or any of your other players. So for Marie at Copy Talk and all of us here, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information.